0: Episode of Traybond,
1: Bond.
0: -bond. I'm Jake Spear. (laughs) Joined with me always are these two dirty devils. Double O Derby Deck. Pleasure to be me. Yes. And our MI6
1: do that after I say my thing.
0: What? Yes. Why not? I don't know. It's weird. You've been doing a lot. I have not. What are you talking about? (laughs) Ah, all right. Noted. And our MI6 expert in the field, Mr. Brandon McClelland. Reporting for duty. Oh, oh he's, over, he's, he's far away. He's way there. out in the field today. Yeah. <laughs> no, I thought I'd mix it up. Yeah, oh, yeah nice.
2: great. Sorry, I respect that. Variation on a theme. Yeah, oh.
0: Very nice. Gentlemen, how are we? Oh, pretty sore and tired. <laughs> and yeah, Why is that, boys? Well,
2: we've just been out bush trekking and camping and <laughs> roughing it. Roughing it and packing way too much. Our packs were too heavy. In our packs,
0: lost to the wilderness out in the beautiful blue mountains. Mm. But boy, are we feeling it! Oh, My <laughs> legs are gone. I couldn't be James Bond. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of James Bond, what's our mission today? Well, gentlemen,
2: today's mission is our, and it's another rankings episode oh. uh, of the top five. Hench people.
1: Oh! Oh. What do we get? Should we jump straight into our preconceived notions? Well, before we do, I'd like to read out a bit of fan mail. Oh! We do have fan mail. We've been asking
2: for it for a very long time. Looks like we've got it. And so we'll be reading it out. Oh, I do declare it's fan mail. So this... Comes uh, to us via our email. <gasps> they um, use
0: the email. Yeah,
2: electronic mail. Wow. Um, it comes from a gentleman by, who goes by the name of Scott. Oh, ah. hello, and Scott. And he writes from here on in, this is me reading what he wrote. Okay. Uh-huh. So right. from this, from now. 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 He said that? Yeah, but he didn't say that. Okay. okay. So from none of, the, but none of this, but now. Okay. Starting now. This is Scott. You asked for it. Dear Trey Bond. Who's this? Oh, this is Scott. Right, yeah. I have been really enjoying your podcast over the last few months, despite your opinions being wrong.
0: Whoa, 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 whoa. Shots fly.
2: Like, horribly wrong. Oh. Come on. <laughs> the Bond film franchise holds a special place in my heart. It might, in fact, be my favourite franchise in any media. Mm -hmm. I can remember catching snippets on TV as a kid when there used to be constant Bond marathons playing late at night and being transfixed by the fat old Bond falling off a cliff Or Vampire Bond beating up Mexicans. Or Weird Chin Bond taking a never-ending luge ride. (laughs) Weird
0: Chin Bond! That is George.
2: That is. As I got older, I began to appreciate the unique things that the franchise had. I used to ask Jeeves for pictures of Pierce Brosnan on the computer connected to the internet at Dad's work. I'd try to find books on Bond at the local library. GoldenEye was one of the only VHS tapes we had that was an actual official copy instead of one poorly recorded off the television. Fabulous. The World is Not Enough was my first cinema bond experience. I only had radio ads to hype me up, and I won't lie, that movie was greater than what I could imagine it would be, lying in bed at night trying to play back those radio ads in
1: my mind. This guy's like 90. That's amazing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> now, I've got them all on DVD, digital and Blu-ray. And, huh, and I've nearly collected all of the Fleming novels in the pan paperback series that inspired your podcast artwork. Oh, he's yeah, oh, nice. a true fan. Where's Scott from? Uh, that's a good question. I don't know if it says. No. Oh. Uh, I love Bond, but having seen them all a number of times over the years, the thing I love most of all these days mm-hmm. is discussing Bond or listening to other people discussing Bond. I have That's where we come in. <laughs> <laughs> I have genuinely loved hearing you guys talk about these movies every week. I like the concept of someone who loves them introducing them to friends who haven't seen them. It was a wonderful journey, and I thank you for inviting me along for the ride. Jake's A Night at the Roxbury Slash Ties That Bind, Nota a banner here, I still think it should have been the bonds that tie. Oh, bit of editorial. uh, Fleming's letters, perhaps. Mm. We'll send it to the writers. That could be a future volume. It could be good. So ties of bond was a delightful surprise until Derby ruined (laughs) it. Whoa, 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 whoa! Come on, come on. Darby, Darby is the true dirty devil of the show. Don't deny it. <laughs> oh my. The
0: people we've, have spoken. We've been keeping it a secret.
2: <laughs> Still, I forgive Darby because of his insight into filmmaking. Ah, yes, a very, uh, very insight. Yes. Uh, here's some fan art of Commander McClelland in the field. Your pool room, which Fair I can't, enough. I can't show you on the uh, on the thing, but maybe uh, we'll pop I it up onto it? the Instagram. Here put it, up, it is.
0: put it on the social media. And so he can, says, oh, "Yours, yeah.
2: tray Bondingly, Scott," oh, and there's a picture of, of me with a Vespa Martini in a white tuxedo, uh, with the words "Reporting for duty." Wow! Oh,
0: you've, <laughs> did he make this? <laughs> he did. Yeah, isn't that <laughs> cool? That's very cool. Oh, see, you've got your own catchphrase there. Yeah. You, there you you're go. looking dapper. Yeah, and I yelled it
2: from a distance today. <laughs> you did, did you? You <laughs> know. Uh Mix it up. It's versatile, is what I'm saying. It's you know, it's the kind of catchphrase that doesn't grow old. Yeah, you can do a lot it, with it. It's always fresh. But uh, yeah, thank you for that fair mail. And if you have any fair mail, send it through to us at Traybon Pod. At gmail.com yes. or via the messenger on uh, Messenger yeah. or <laughs> Instagram <laughs> or Twitter. But email is the best way to
1: get on the fan mail segment. Absolutely. Yeah, official yeah. fan Absolutely. mail comes yes. via the email Otherwise, ears.
2: we think you're just having a chat.
1: Yes, and make sure you sign your emails, yours tray bondingly. Oh, yes. 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 Otherwise,
2: you won't be read. They won't be read out. Um, they won't be read air. out. They'll, <laughs> be They'll be read, but not on air. <laughs> or edited, it yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 we'll put it in Well, there you are There a we bit are A fan mail, That's fabulous That's Loved it Now, we're mixing things up a little bit today Bit of a change There was Why? mention just then of the ties that bind and Yeah, yeah Night at the Roxbury We've mm. been a bit lazy mm. Two classics We're taking a week off We're taking week. a week off There There's... can
1: be too much of a good thing Yeah And also, well, we, we were a bit... How do you fact-check... <laughs> I mean uh, top we said five. this yeah. yeah. do a fact a top five
2: and the story really is there to you know lead, lead in into the, the, fact the great check or fact check make up for Absolutely make up yes. for fact check. Um and How because we don't you? because we don't really have a fact check to do this week um, no story. No story. But we we might we may have it back next week. We're not ah. sure. Maybe we'll make some ridiculous claims this week that need to be checked. Yes, yeah, factually maybe. checked.
0: Yes. Maybe we
1: should try to do that.
0: Maybe no. See, you say this because that means that I have to do it. Yes. Jake, you don't have a job. It's just something...
2: We're doing this so that you feel busy.
0: It's good. I've got plenty to occupy well, myself Your fiancé
2: with... has emailed us and said... Oh, do know, give The him fact more, that do you're do. not doing fact-check this week is... He's just sitting around the house. hes He's gloomy he doesn't turn the lights on in the room um, she' told quite, you this oh
0: yeah
2: <laughs> let's
1: not get into that
0: tell you something we can talk about yes. well, some notions. Uh, yes. Oh, yes. it's a preconceived notion oh yeah it's
1: our favorite segment it's our favorite segment it sure is well yeah I just wanted to to kind of I guess we could start with uh, preconceiving notions regarding your respective preconceived notions. As we did last week. Oh yes. Which is I say what I believe your number one. Oh will be, yes. And yes. I say what I believe your number one. Will be. What What yes. I'd like us to do is just just discuss our criteria for henchmen. Yeah. Well, what was what were you kind of thinking going in? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I thinking going in, I was
2: like, oh, what are the what are the iconic ones? What are the when I say James Bond mm-hmm. henchmen, what comes to mind?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, and there were some obvious ones that popped up, but are they my favourite?
1: Mm.
2: I ended up. I think what I did is I kind of split them all into different... Categories. So there's like there's the physical henchman, the the cunning henchman, the femme fatale, Mm. you know, blah blah blah. There's different criteria, like categories that all of them can kind of fit into. Mm. And I think my top five were the best of each criteria. So I kind of split them into five criteria, and I think they all fill a very different role, and they're the best in my opinion of Mm. that
1: version of. Well, see, I was definitely feeling as I considered all the. uh, all the henchmen and looked at lists to remind myself. I, I did feel for the first time how much they did kind of sort themselves into categories. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I did think about doing a similar thing where I kind of grabbed one from each, but I went down a different road and just, I don't know, just went with my favorites, as you said. Yeah. And I think there's some that cross over in categories, but most are distinguishable for each other. My big important number one rule ended up being. Um, just how much I remembered and empathized with the character, how real I thought they were, or how interesting I thought they were, yeah. um, and how yeah, it was character over impact. I guess was my big thing. They, some some necessarily don't necessarily have a really big impact on the story, but mm-hmm. I just thought they were really fully fleshed out, yeah. understandable character who I really liked for whatever reason. And that thing. was that was what kind of drove propelled you. me.
0: Absolutely, I think that was pretty much my driving force I think I was very much like you Brandon very aware of um the the classics so to say when you think of James Bond yeah there's definitely a a select few that come directly to mind um but not necessarily my favourites perhaps or I had Mm. to I had to really examine what what that actually meant why they weren't or or were Mm. And for me, it would come back to, did they have an impact for me? Did mm. I actually remember them? Did I empathise with them? Did they make me care? Did did I find them charming or, you know, or mm. um, or dangerous? Did I believe the kind of role they were fulfilling and things yeah. like that? that did they deserve of... to be in the movie?
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. 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 Um, so, I don't I mean, I don't know. We'll see. It's It's... I don't think this was as um, uh, Rain Man for me as <laughs> perhaps the previous top five with was. your B sixteen shots. <laughs> yeah.
1: So there'll be none of that. There'll fairness. be none
0: of that. There, well, there might Are be still little prepared statements. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm a yeah, very okay. well prepared boy. All right. Um, but this one, I think, I'm driven a lot more by just pure gut feeling. Sure.
1: And and what do you think, uh, Mr. McClellan's number one? henchmen will be.
0: It's tough because, you know, we're all very much aware <laughs> of how much Mr. McClelland uh, adores the Craig era mm, of I Bond. haven't left
2: the room, by the way. They're just speaking about me in the third person.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome to join here. You're welcome to join in, no, no, but no, we'll, speak, uh, we'll speak as if you're not here. Yeah, please. Um, but there's very little henchman presence mm. in the Craig era. I, I, that's my opinion Ooh. yeah I don't know I think maybe you're a little forgetful yeah well perhaps perhaps however
2: yeah um, depends on your criteria of what makes I a henchman I guess henchmen. that's
0: that's probably a little bit telling of, of, of my own preconceived notions of what a henchman is mm. there's a part of me thinks that Oddball and Jaws will get a mention Oddball. 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 Excuse Come me. My. Job. This is the 29th episode. You can't be making mistakes like that. All right. Look. Oh God. It's a very well-made Australian film about a dog <laughs> and penguins. It's adorable. Check it out. I'm not a sponsor. Not, not a, sp- a sponsor. <laughs> not a sponsor. Look, there's no way of me digging out of that hole. Odd job. Odd job. You season. think they'll get a mention? The classics will? I think will. the classics will get a mention. As for his number one, yeah. I'm... Not that I can even remember her name, but the woman in Thunderball. <laughs> Mr. Bond, James Bond. Mr. Bond, James Bond. Mr.... Ja- yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Think yeah. I, I think that's she might number get, one? She might get... I, should be, I think she's top five.
1: Well, you just said, I think number one is her. But, but see,
0: I don't know, Darby. This okay. is why I'm still well, formulating I think, this. I think I'm going to say, number one, Jaws in Spy. Okay.
1: Okay. I think that's a weird choice. I don't think Jaws will even feature on his list. I That's reckon, your preconceived notes. I reckon his number one is from a Craigie. I think it's from the Craigie that has the best rogues gallery, which I believe is Casino Royale. And I think it could be something left field like Malacca, the free runner, but I think it's more likely to be
0: Mr. White. Ooh, see, that's debatable. Because for me, Mr. White... Kills the big bad Mr White's a henchman So if Mr White Kills the big bad Is he just a henchman Or is he In Casino Royale
1: hate? And Quantum of Solace, He's a henchman He's a henchman
0: mm. Yeah Defendable Yeah mm. I see your point I see yeah. your point
1: I can't really Weigh in here You can't <laughs> Interesting <laughs> preconceived notions mm, mm, mm,
0: Alright mm, mm. right. What do you think My number one is Well
1: mm. I think your number one
2: I think Look Yeah you go It's it's impossible For it not to be uh, Xenia on a top it's it, impossible. It, it, it's either Xenia Onotop or you'll do something stupid and say stumper. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a Brosnan. It'll be a Brosnan. Unless unless you just went with the fan favourites and, and picked a jaws or an odd job. I think I think Xenia Honotop somewhere on that list has mm. to be. It's your favourite film. Uh, your lover. I mean, what's not to love? <laughs> um, sure, sure. But you you did, you're shocked. Not only Darby and I. Mm. but the entire Bond community last week mm. when you put writings on the wall at number one. Yeah, he's unpredictable. <laughs> so ah, there is a boat. part of me that thinks he will do something like Stumper or <laughs> Gabinda. Well, or...
1: I, I think he'll... I think he's likely to do something traditionalist for his number one. But I think... I think Jake really likes the physical threat villain. Oh, yeah. And I think he would have gone with the original, which is Red Grant. Oh, okay. Mm. But... And I can't remember who this is. Although he
2: didn't really like that film, he didn't. He but
1: it, revealed when we. Yeah, bloody, I gave it a ten. Yeah, no, and then you fucking, but it's it pretty not. Low. talk about that. It makes me angry. <laughs> but then I put this down. I don't remember who this is. You, you will remember. But I think an outside chance, my wildcard Jake number one, or will appear on his list, is Grishenko. Oh, Boris. Yeah, Boris yeah. Krushenko from, from Goldeneye. From Goldeneye. Alan Cummings. Oh, yeah. I think he liked... Yeah, I think he liked Alan Cummings' performance. His funny comedic oh, performance. Yeah, 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 very
0: nice. All mm. mm. well, right, yeah, all right. Well, we'll see. What of me? What of me? What of the deck? What of the deck? What of me? Scrub the deck. Admiral on deck. <whistles> <laughs> <laughs>
1: um... <laughs>
0: That's great. That should be my new introduction. Right, yeah. Admiral <laughs> on Deck with the whistle. Yeah, yeah. Great, great, great. All right, number 1 for Mr. Deck. Ah, uh, he's going to be a tough one. He won't be silly about it. I he's going to want serious. He's going to want he doesn't like <coughs> silly buggers. He won't play silly buggers with us. So it won't be anything fun. It'll be Whoa. It'll, Whoa. It'll, I'm the funnest of us. It'll all. be <laughs> It's got to be real. It's good. He's got to believe it. They have got. They can't be incapable or, you know, ridiculous. I reckon, sitting up around number one, you're probably going to find yourself... Look, I reckon a Red Grant might even pop up for dubs, I think, with his noir infatuation. Oh. I yeah. reckon Red Grant's <laughs> going to be up there somewhere. Um, Unhealthy obsession. Unhealthy obsession with noir, <laughs> with noir film. Mm-hmm. I don't know, you've been throwing around some wild... Names that I hadn't really considered to be henchmen. More oh, flashes you, What in the you're pan. just saying is you
2: didn't do your research, such as Mr.
0: White. No, 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 no. Oh,
2: that's the one you took Umbridge with.
0: Yeah, earlier. yeah, yeah. But there are others that have been thrown around. I don't know so what you're talking about, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. You know. can't tell him he's wrong, can <laughs> you? Wrong? <laughs> no, you're who gonna knows them. what Darby Dick's going to give us? But I reckon number one. Well, it's not going to be anything from a Roger. That's too fun. Um, it's... Get to the point, mate I don't have a point, I'm vamping No, no, what? I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick by Red Grant Actually, I think Red mm. Grant's going to be number one
1: I uh, I
2: concur I oh, believe. Wow. I, I think it'll be Red Grant as well uh, Favourite film He's a hell of a presence in that film As well mm. um, But, I guess it depends Because we've talked about this in the films Actually, that what makes A, a villain and what makes a henchman And I know that in some of the films, we've separately, at different points, disagreed on who was the lead and who was the henchman. Mm. So it'll be interesting to see what we've each classified as. Yeah, yeah, totally. As as who the henchmen are. Absolutely. But my gut, yeah, I can't shake. I can't shake Red Grant. Hmm. But then there was also part of me that went, maybe this week is the week that Darby will throw the, the, the weird number one out. And pick Elvis from Quantum of Solace or something like that, you know what I mean? <laughs> Who is universally despised by the community, much the same way <laughs> that your haircut, Sam though. Smith one was. But look, it's it's like trying to pick the lottery numbers. But I, I don't know, Red Grant, I can't shake Red Grant. Mm. Okay. But then again, Xenia is up there, I think... And he's on top. Yeah, she's on the top of things. Well, gentlemen, I don't think we need to go into any gun barrel music. No. no. I think we should just get That's into it. And Rick we should it. start off with our dishonourable yes. mention. Who do you want to take a big, giant dump
0: on? Dump on. Mr. Jake Spear. You have... It's it's your honour, sir. <laughs> it's time to take him down. Uh, my dishonourable mention this week uh, for our top five Trayvon henchmen... Is Jaws in Moonraker. Oh. Ooh. Now, I know what they were trying to do, and I don't like it. What were they trying to
2: do? Do you have that prepared as a statement? Or were you just going to put that out? No, there? I was just going to say it.
0: Like a politician. Let's tear <laughs> him apart. <laughs> Look, as we say here in Australia, not happy Jan. Oh. Mm. And... Yellow Pages. Yep. Jaws in... Yellow nice Pages concert. ad. YouTube it. Look, they just wanted to sell merch. They wanted Jaws back so they can sell merch and get all the kids to come and watch the movie. Yes. But if you're gonna bring back a character that you've already established, make sure you bring back the same bloody character. You know, this is one of the worst <laughs> derailments for me in the Bond franchise. Train wreck. It is a train wreck. So many missed opportunities for this um, what should be a chilling reunion. A chilling reunion. It should be a chilling reunion, where Bond comes up against Jaws again. (laughs) No! But no, no, all we get is Jaws falling in love and reforming. Makes no sense. Didn't like it. The whole fact, the whole idea of, um, you know, the airport sequence, and Darbs, you actually made a very good point. I always do. Um, Yeah, yeah. Allegedly. Yeah. when we when we see Jaws in that movie, where we first get glimpses of him going through the airport and all this kind of stuff, it's really poorly done. And maybe it's a victim of the time of filmmaking at the time or whatever it was. But there, you know, how he goes through the security scanners and the beep, beep, beep oh, and they go yeah, off. Yeah. And you know, you mentioned that there is a version of that where we kind of is that Moonraker? I think that's spy. No, it's Moonraker. It when is it, Moonraker. because yeah, he gets the call, and oh, then we see right. him go through the through yeah, the airport. Yeah. What like, was the great point I made? Well, the great point <laughs> was is that there's actually a good version of that scene to be shot where it's a bit more mysterious and you can and you can kind of build the tension a bit more. Mm. Whereas this, it's just, it's kind of... Boring. B- boring, and the air's gone out the window. And mm. I, I actually thought... As air does. That, as air tends to do. Um, that's when we first see Jaws reveal himself in the Mardi Gras costume and stuff like that, it's like, mm. there's such a great tension that could be built from that and the fact that he doesn't talk and it's in a dark alley and all this mm. kind of stuff. He's wow. shit. It's a missed opportunity. <clears throat> yeah. And I, he, he should have stayed in the one movie.
1: Well, look, Jake. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. Oh! Oh, God. But not just in Moonraker. I've just put Jaws. <gasps> oh, really? I've wow. just put Jaws. I think, despite his one good scene tearing apart the panel van at the, at the ruins, I think oh, yes. that's Jaws's only good scene in his entire two-film run. I think he's an achingly dull, sloth-like henchman <laughs> who should never have appeared once, let alone come back for a second Ooh. go. I Ooh. mean, the, the the Nosferatu thing is cool, but if you're going to do a Nosferatu-inspired villain, make him actually scary, not this slow-moving, goofy, goofy thing. And yeah, I don't know. I... I I think he has a great striking physical presence, and I think that does him a lot of good in the fandom. Yes. But I don't think it makes up for a kind of really ridiculous and contrived villain. It took it took the henchman or the James Bond villain down the wrong path. And, and I mean, Red Grant was, was big and physically impressive and imposing, but he was a real person. I, yes. Jaws crosses comic book land into comic book yes. land yeah very I think much so he wouldn't be out future. of place in um in like a batman comic exactly yeah, yeah. and for that reason he's my dishonorable mention well wow. that's really odd
2: because uh, I thought it was going to be odd job from you, Derby*. <laughs> yeah, so did I. I was <laughs> so wimping. No, a at least game. a real person. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's funny because all three of us have put Jaws as the dishonourable mention. Get out of here, Because for me, it's Jaws in Moonraker. Oh. I, I agree. I think he's a little bit... I don't find him that convincing in Spy. Mm. But if they left him in that, I actually don't think I would find him as bad as I do. Yeah. But... Moonraker he's in the pre-title sequence he falls out of an aeroplane without a parachute and this big imposing kind of you know threatening villain that was built up in the previous film then starts flapping his arms and we hear circus music play and just through the whole thing you're just like okay so is am i meant to be scared of him or is he meant to be the comic relief because yeah. he's neither yeah man. Um, he was brought back by bloody Lewis Gilbert because a kid wrote a letter and said, "Oh, can we please have Jaws back? We really want Jaws back. I want my Jaws, <laughs> <yours>, please." <laughs> and then the, no. And then they were like, "Yeah, give the kids what they want. And make let's make toys out of him and let's make him funny and you know, oh, and he has a girlfriend now." And all. it's dumb. It's dumb. dumb. And and they really ruin that. But maybe you had to be there in the 70s. Maybe, because, you know, there were kids who grew up in the 70s who were like, oh, he's terrifying. I remember being terrified when he was on screen. I, I don't see it. He's got, like you say about Odd Job. actually, he's got great iconography. Mm. But the, the actual kind of execution of it, I think, is a bit lacking. Yeah, I will say, if it was Jaws in Spy Who Loved Me, he rates much higher, much <coughs> much higher. But there you are, Tre Bond official. Yes, Tre Bond official. Dishonourable yes. mention, particularly for Moonraker, Jawsy, a mm. of the presses. Now, do you have another dishonourable? No, no, just, no. One, no, just one. the one actually. It was just the one actually. Do you have an honourable mention? Yeah, yes, Mister mm-hmm. Jacksells. Jack's. I have
0: four.
1: <gasps> Jake, I'll, I'll using through them an, an iPad, obviously, guys, because yeah. he's the. Wanker. No, I'm
0: tech savvy, environmental awareness boy. Excuse me. Segway. I've got it all in here, ready to go. Um, First off, first cab off the rank. Odd job. Honourable mention. How could I not? How could I not? Quite easily. Quite easily. How could I not? Not. Quite easily. No, he's a classic. He's he's iconic. You think Bond henchman? You think Odd Job? You fooled do, by the icon. Look, hello, there's a little one of these pop vinyl things sitting up here in Brandon's collection. Yeah, he's there. I've got to catch uh, them all. Okay,
1: so they have to translate into good merchandise for you. No. <laughs> it's dollar signs. Look at them. man. his eyes.
2: <laughs> no, he doesn't he, have no. He has dollar signs. No,
0: I have, I have good taste, and I'm not alone in this. <laughs> the reason why he doesn't quite make the top five, I think, is is due to the times a bit, just because he's got a great look and a great skill, but we don't really get much more from him. You know, the film doesn't really spend much time unpacking him. We don't really get to know much about the character. And ultimately, I, I think he's defeated a bit too easily by mm. Bond. I would have really liked to have seen... Who's uh, this oddball? No, Darby. <laughs> odd job the mo- One of the most iconic... Well, you said ...James it. Bond henchmen... You said it. ...ever created. I don't know what you're talking about. It'll only 20 minutes. Do so <laughs> you have to do four? Can you keep it to a tight three? No. No. <clears throat> I've got, to, I've got to go all the way through this.
1: Um, do another one. Do one after you've done one. Like
0: another one. I'll speed through them. Ready? Nice and quick. Mr. Winton, Mr. Kidd. Honourable mention. Such a uh, menacing clinical nature to them, mixed with this campy theatricality. Love it. They're one of the best parts of Diamonds. They're almost like a B story. You know, when you get a nice cutaway... I thought of you were about shit.
2: to say They're almost like
0: a B8. Really <laughs> hard. <laughs> really hard no, to hit, but when they nail it... Oh, it's perfect. The <laughs> resonance is amazing. Um, you know, they get their own little musical theme and you cut away to them. and I love it, love it. Uh, Honourable mention number three, Red Grant. Classic noir villain, silent, stealth. Well, um, I was wrong then. First um, Bizarro Bond, I would say. First yeah. Shelby, yeah. Bill, Shelby, 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 Bill. <laughs> Shelby Bill... Shelby Bill? Shelby Bill. Shelby Bill. Shelby Bill Vaughn. Shelby Bill Paxton. <laughs> Shelby <laughs> Bill Paxton.
2: Or Shelby yeah. Bill Pullman. Yeah,
0: possibly. <laughs> Uh, you know, no. He's uh, silent, tenacious. He's, he's, he's kind of got this nightmare, nightmare quality about him. Love him. Skip to the end. And oh, <laughs> come off it. Um, and last but not least, Mr. Asato's bodyguard. Oh, the rocks,
2: the grandfather. car driver,
0: the rocks' grandfather. Oh, yeah. In Die Another Day. No, you only no,
1: live.
2: Twice. You only live twice, oh, which yeah. apparently he doesn't care for. Or the song.
0: No, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> check the numbers. Now, his moment is very brief, and I specifically remember Darby not really caring too much about him. Mm-hmm. Um, that sounds like me. It does. <laughs> but the bloody fight in Asado's office is bloody great. The way he just tosses that lounge so easily is terrifying. It's made of foam, Jake. And he has... Oh, no, but it's the intensity behind the performance, Darby. He has a ferocity. He's ferocious. Especially when he's beating on Bond with that samurai sword. Yep. I mean, Jesus Christ, don't let... Him get a hold of me. And that's the <laughs> number four. He is. No, I'm going to finish up. He sells the shit out of it, the fight scene, and he elevates that scene in that film. Very, very honourable mention to Car Driver in You Only Live Twice. Mm. Those, Darby, are my honourable mentions. Some, some real icons in that.
2: And <clears throat> a, one I don't think many people would single out is Mr. Asada's. J- no, God. <laughs> I was trying to help you there,
1: but... Oh, you. My <laughs> honourable Menchon, We? Yeah. ...is actually a movie. What? Because I think Licence to Kill has the best henchman's rogue gallery... Oh. ...of all the James Bond movies. When I was mm. putting... ...going, whittling down my list, a lot of what ended up in the sharp end of my list came from Licence to Kill. Mm. And I was going... What is going on with this movie? You've got William Truman Lodge, yep. the little uh, the yes man, yes man yuppie. yuppie, which I think is great. You've got Dario by Benicio. Nice You've got Milton Crest yeah. in his complex journey. Yeah. You've got Professor Joe Butcher. You know, the, the <laughs> bless Webber. your heart. Bless your hearts. I think you know. I had to give this movie a shout out. I yeah. just think that it, it, it invests so much in fleshing out its villains and fleshing out the world of its villains. And yeah, it stands in a different sort of. It's kind of like um, best practice, I think. Mm, Yeah. For how how to run a a villainous team in a Bond movie. Yeah. They
2: all They work really well together. Yeah. And
1: and in a reality as
2: well. Yeah. They they all speak to each other. Yeah. yeah, They don't feel kind of like how Jaws does, where you're like, oh, God. Yeah. What's this? Well, none of us have had the same honourable mention. This my honourable mention goes to Mister Bond, James Bond. Ah, oh! uh, Fiona Volpe, Volpe from, from Thunderball, Fiona played by Volpe. Luciana Peluzzi. Oh. Uh, I think she's wonderful. I think she set uh, probably she set the template for the femme fatale mm. uh, in in the uh, in the Bond films, Very and true. she was knocking on five. Uh, my top five was. I mean, it was really a top six of six henchmen that kept kind of rolling in and out and in and out and in and out. Mm. Um, The other person who was really knocking on the door there is uh, Necros from Uh, The Living Daylight. So I think he's he's really, really great. Um, And that great scene in the English countryside with the Walkman. Yeah, Yeah, Mm. fighting that other MI6 Mm. agent and Mm. throwing the milk bottles and the pan in the kitchen. It's really cool. The way he he kills... um, Oh, God. What's his name? J- uh, Jim. <laughs> Jim, 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 <laughs> Jim. yeah, <that's laughs> he kill- kills the guy at the fairground. Saunders, Saunders. he kills Saunders. Saunders. Saunders, Jim Saunders at, the, fa- at the, Jim. <laughs> the fairground. Strangles the other guy with his headphones, like all of that ah, stuff. That's yeah. that's bloody awesome. Um, but they're my two honourable mentions. They were one of them at one point got up to number two throughout Whoa, the week in wow. my list. But then I was like, no, hang on a minute, hang on a minute, check hang yourself hang on a minute. before you. Let's rearrange this. Do I really not want? <laughs> And that's wow. how uh, we wow. got to here. That's how you got So, it. gentlemen. Let's do it. Mr. Jake Spear, <gasps> jumping right in at number five, one point. This is the first of the point declarations.
0: Look out. Well, he's been mentioned once, he'll get mentioned again. Number five for me is Necros.
1: Oh.
0: Love him, Mr. Levi Jeans himself. Mm. Um, he's a cold-blooded killer. Mm. And the way we meet him is spectacular. Well, the whole milkman disguise... Truly disturbing. The fight in the kitchen is Jason Bourne before Jason Bourne. It's incredibly uh, modern, uh, violent, messy. And as you say, the the strangulation with the the Walkman and all this kind of stuff, I think he's brilliant. Um, and he's very much uh, an extension of a classic Bond trope. Mm. And, you know, the blonde-haired, Scandinavian, Germanic kind of mm. henchman. Hans in Yolt, you know, <laughs> Necros. Thumper, Brandon.
2: And... Stumper, not st- st- Thumper. St- All right, right.
0: Stumper. Bambi Grant. and Red. Thumper oh, yeah, the that's girls right. That's right. in Diamonds it, it, Are Forever. Yeah, yeah. Red we'll,
1: Grant as well. What? Red, Red Grant. Grant?
0: Yes, Red Grant. Yes. Gosh, you're just not with it uh, tonight. No, man. I'm bloody on the board. What are you talking about? And I will say this, if we don't have Necros, yeah, we yeah. don't have one of the greatest bond henchmen ever. Don't so stumper. Bjorn in a night <laughs> <at> the Night of the Roxbury. And what <laughs> that would be such a great loss to the bond universe. Bjorn behemoth... Blue- well, Monstrous that's, Bjorn. That's his
2: number five. I think I think your theory is playing quite strongly with... What's, what's uh, that? Well, popcorn boy Bond. Yeah, yeah. Action man Bond, henchman <laughs> boy.
1: Well, look, I'm not going to judge him too harshly because my number five was Necros. <gasps> yeah! Really? really? Hey! Oh, look out. Go for, for very similar reasons, I think I had a tough time flipping between uh, him and Red Grant for number five on my list. I think Red Grant invented the character, and it's a wonderful performance by. Oh yes, Robert Shaw. No, Robert.
2: Oh, Robert Shaw as as Red Grant. Yeah. Yes, yeah,
1: um, mm-hmm. devilishly handsome man. But I just like where Necros goes. He's a little more earthy and understandable, and a little dirtier and and funner, I guess, mm-hmm. and a little more popcorn. Um, I think yeah, yeah. I think he's that he's my favourite iteration of that version. Of the henchmen, and mm-hmm. I couldn't not have that type of henchman on my list because that's that's James Bond, baby. You know, <laughs> it had to be one of them. And Necros is where the the bottle landed. Ah, yeah.
2: Wow. Yeah. Well, my number five is the man with the platinum fingernails. It's Mister Hinks, Ooh. played by Dave Bautista.
1: Yes. Yes. Inspector.
2: I think he is the best of the physical. Uh, brute force henchmen. Fair. So that's the category that I think he represents. And yes. I think number that's where I place Would you
1: put the Red Grants and the Necrosses in there? Uh
2: yes and no. They kind yeah. of actually flip a little bit into sure, different sure. categories. But it's another reason why Necros didn't make it into the top five. Mm. Was that um while I don't think Hinks is given enough inspector, mm. every time he's on screen I I just find him very convincing mm. and very very scary. The way he kills that guy at the the Spectre meeting, and he's pushing his f- oh, thumbnails through God. the guy's eyes and popping like it's really it's it's what they're trying to do with Jaws with those kind of silver yeah, teeth. Yeah, but having those like kind of plated it's thumbnails actually way scary. It's way scarier because mm. that's way less conspicuous, mm. and he's not. He's also fucking quick. Yeah. Like, he's not lumbering around like like Jaws and, and he's Odd got a great death. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's just. Pretty, but really, the reason that he is there the scene, is the fight scene. that fight scene yeah, on man. the train. Oh, Holy man. shit. Yeah. I think if it's not the best, it's tied mm. for the best. Mm. I, I just think Hinks is wonderful. And I think Batista's great. It's a shame that, you know, if you were going to bring any henchmen back, it shouldn't have been Jaws. It should be someone like Hinks. But I think. He is probably dead. is dead. No body, no death,
0: <laughs> no boss saying. He no. could be back there, the rules. Maybe. Getting, I hope he's eternity doing, doing a flashback. <laughs> where eternity up. serum. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. dust himself off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let go
1: on, baby.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, yeah, there, there you are. So there you go.
2: Point there. So, well, two points
1: there for two Necros. Two points for Necros. Go, son. Early, No-wee. early lead.
0: All right, Mr. Jake Spear. Who's your number up, four? Lining up for number four. Brace yourselves. Yeah. Pass the Tabasco. It's Nicknack. Oh, it's Nicknack.
2: not really? You've come around on him. I really have.
0: Oh, my I really God. Have. I actually don't think that there is any other Bond henchman with more charisma than Nicknack. I just, I love everything about him. He's probably, for me, one of the best parts of Golden Gun. And... <laughs> yeah, to s- check that. I was going to say Golden,
2: golden Finger Eye.
0: <laughs> Look, he's stylish, he's got decorum and class, he's so capable, the whole routine he has in the control room for the funhouse and stuff, it's like, this guy has a life, he's been here before, there's history here, and the whole relationship that he has with Scaramanga is really kind of messed up and dark. Um, and But I'm, you know, I wish that the film itself kind of went there a bit more and kind of unpacked that yeah. relationship and yeah, wasn't yeah. afraid to go a bit darker but look we're in the era of fun time roger so and they were rushing that one we're <laughs> going to pump it out but um yeah for me Knick-Knack is um he's top 5 material for Nick-nack, sure wow. whack
2: you've given him number 4 you <laughs>
0: well
1: my number 4 mm-hmm. Is Miss Zenia on a top?
0: Oh.
1: now Zenia on a top scares the shit out of me, <laughs> and that's why she ended up on my list. She scared me as a child, and she scares me now. I remember being so terrified by what she suggested, her, her existence, <laughs> yeah. even at, at a time before I understood it. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, I think she's the ultimate version of the sexualized Bond henchman. Mm -hmm. And she does so well at selling the crazy aspect and the reality of her character. Um, And, you know, yeah, I love that element of fleshing out the character to become a real person, even though it's such a small screen time role. Mm. Um, Unsettling, and she's a real physical threat, I think, to James Bond. She could beat him. She could beat him in a fight. Mm. Um, I think her scenes are genuinely impactful, and they really... What I love about Xenia is that her presence in GoldenEye does a lot for contributing to the complexity of James Bond's journey in the film. Mm. And I think without her, GoldenEye's a lesser film. And you've got her great little Ferrari scene as oh, well, despite the... That this, horrible music. The music. horrible music. <laughs> but yeah, Xenia on a top. Oh. Not on the top of like, my list.
0: No, but uh, struggling. it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: as any would
2: yes he always oh did enjoy goodness. a good squeeze well gentlemen yes. my number four has already been mentioned knick knack knack
1: <gasps> yes! yes I have did it
2: did it. Did. he's yes. my number four as well look you've said it all Jake but I'll say it again um, I think he fits for me the charismatic cunning kind of henchman mm. we could cut down on Jay. oh yes he just put my stuff more. in ok yeah, great right. I'll just say what, what he said on and on I've had a lot to say Jay comes to talking please <sighs> yes yes alright oh I've lost my spot now Nick-nack. because you interrupt paddywhack paddywhack give it a, look a bone. bone so this old man he came rolling home one night <laughs> <laughs> right right <laughs> no Nicknack I, I think he's funny I think he's clever Uh he's charismatic <laughs> I <laughs> tickled Darby. I think, um, like you said, that relationship between him and Scaramanga mm. I don't know if that's been done better or <clears throat> since, mm. actually, in any of the Bond films. Where in any
1: other film either? Yeah, where yeah. the
2: where the villain and the henchman. Uh, They know each other Mm. and they're as friendly as they could be given their profession.
0: They're Alfred
1: and Batman.
2: Uh, Yes, yes, in Mm. a way. Except Mm. this one's like, look, if you can find someone who can actually kill me, then this is all yours. yours. Their
0: relationship's
2: on a knife edge. It's really great stuff. And I think Hervé Villachez is just fantastic. Yeah. I mean, every time (laughs) I just think about him going... Oh, monsieur. <laughs> <laughs> and putting his finger up towards, yeah. you know, his mouth. Shush, come this way. Getting that guy in in the pre-title sequence. Oh, and, yeah. Oh, I wonder what it could be. Like, <laughs> oh, he's just... He rings through the Bond history for me. Mm. He's one of the reasons that I love The Man with the Golden Gun so much. Mm. Um, yep, yeah, it's it's a knick-knack for wow, me. Wow, there okay. you go. So we move on now to number three. Now, this is for three
0: points. <laughs> number three. Number three, for me... Let be, it be... Let it be... We did that last time. Yeah, well, it's a catchphrase. It's a catchphrase. Is a tie.
1: No, 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 oh, no. Hang no, on a minute. No, 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 no. It's, it's a tie. Does that mean no. you don't have a, a... Think about this, Jake. Does that mean you don't have a number two? So they'd be tied second. No, I do have a number two. Well, then you can't have six on your list of <laughs> why
0: can't I have? Why can't I have two? Because
1: that's not how ties work. So
2: if you have two tied... <laughs> three, yeah, that's they three take up four. third and fourth spot.
0: Alright, well I'll be honest, I was doing it on the fly because someone's talked about someone that I forgot about and sounded really good. And I thought, no, actually they so should you, go So That's it. not even written down. That's You're not, not just written, written down. Just... No, I was going to do it. I was going to oh, do it right no. now. No, Jake, 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 Jake. No, if you God. let me do it, it was going to sound great. Give me strength. But anyway, I've gotta stick with my list because it's written down. I hope you get hell for this in the (laughs) comments. I hope you get hell for this. Alright, fine. Who you you asked for it. My number three is Jaws in Spy. Oh. uh, This is how Jaws was intended to angry. This (laughs) is what Jaws is all about. The man is iconic, and here he should remain. He should remain in spy. Look. I'm not really much of a fan of And in number third? Are you happy with him now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted to put Hinks in there, but. (laughs) Well, you can't. Let it be. It's on the record. Now. Scrap that that from the record. (laughs) (laughs) Remove Jaws and and you have have to disregard that comment. Jaws needs to be in a top five for Bond Henchman. Are you serious? This is Jaws. This is James Bond. No. You're taking all my preconceived notes. I'm not much of a fan of the whole slow moving Nosferatu business, but. Art. This him in spy the whole the whole uh, pyramid sequence the whole um, what's the other one? <laughs> it's your <list>. the, uh, <laughs> with the pillars the, the and then oh and, oh yeah the, you and, know all and, of that yeah. stuff yeah. like that's really cool stuff yeah and he's an imposing figure yes we may have you know because of modern cinema and all this kind of stuff we've matured a bit more and we don't buy it as much or anything but you cannot deny that Richard Keel entered cinematic history with this performance mm. and for that it's number three
1: so you are according your list to cinematic history it's a part of it populism
0: populism <laughs> and I really dig it alright all right, all right. digs populism well, it's we on the it list it's, first. It's, it's Jaws lock it in Mark Jaws it in, in Spy <laughs>
1: Alright, well, I have a tie for number three. Oh, oh, you can't do that! No, I don't, but I sort of do. Oh,
0: gang, what what do you
1: mean? Hang on, what do you mean? Well, it's Mr. Winton, Mr. Kidd. Oh, Uh, yes, alright. No, that's alright. See, don't you think I'm a dirty devil? I thought you were about to have a dirty devil, mate. Mr. Bruce Glover and Putter Smith. Oh, yes. I think this is how you do oddball henchmen. Yep. Uh, The affectionate yet cordial relationship between the two of them is just an absolute delight i re-watched all their scenes because i was like i have such a strong memory of Winton kid just want to back it up and the bomb surprise scene oh, yes. oh it's just this lovely hitchcock <gasps> yeah yeah this lovely hitchcockian moment and though they're kind of odd and off kilter i think their menace the menace that is within their character is never a joke which is why i think no. this is the way to do oddball they're still a threat yeah. but they're also funny but it is according to their nature totally you know I love the way they talk to each other and their kind of general politeness and the shot of Mr. Kidd falling in the, into the water while the flame and the anger that, in, that that inspires in Mr. Wint when he sees his friend burning. Yeah. I think that's a really good touch. Unfortunately, though, Jill St. John mostly spoils that <sighs> scene. Yeah. And I've got it. Um, one... Oh, no, I don't need to say that. No? Don't need to say? I had a, a, a quote here. If God had wanted man to fly... He'd have given him wings i think they take a curious pleasure in what they do and in that way they're a good foil for bond yeah, yeah. Mm. oh very good very good nice. you well, yeah, see i'm good at what i do i don't just go the populist
2: route oh shush it's it's funny that because we've uh, i've also got a tie at number 3 because i've also put winton oh, kid oh, uh, i'm am with, with you they ticked for me uh, you said said the word actually oddball um oddball and odd job and odd job brandon oh,
0: Odd Ah, <sighs> Jake.
2: Oddball and campy. Uh, yeah, right? yeah. So for me, characters like Boris Grishenko mm-hmm. kind of fall into that. There's not really too many actually in the series that, that fall into it as much. Um, but they are such a pleasure to watch in Diamonds Are Forever. They really carry a lot of that film. Mm. Um, there's a moment, speaking of Menace... Because um, you know the, everyone loves the campiness of them and blah blah blah. But when you're saying menace, there's a scene in particular that I that really stands out for me for the two of them, and it's why they sit a little bit higher. Same thing that happens for Knickknack. I see the humanity in them when they're on the plane, and uh, Potter Smith, who is Mr. Kidd, yeah, um, says to Bruce Glover's Mr. Went, he's like, oh, I just saw that saw that woman, Tiffany Case, very attractive. For a woman. And, you know, because they are, it's pretty heavily implied in the movie that they're they're in a relationship yeah, together, right. homosexual. But that moment of absolute, like, jealous rage that overcomes Bruce Glover's uh, Mr. Winton, the way he looks at him, there's that tension between them as well that they're psychopathic, cold-blooded killers. But they're still emotional. That are in love with each other, but you just get this insight to just how tempestuous that relationship must be. Mm. And it's just, there's moments in it where it's like, oh God. And they put the scorpion down the the dentist's bloody um, mm. shirt and the way that they just so quickly kill off everyone. Like just methodically. The old woman found in the Venetian oh, Venetian yeah. Canal or wherever it is. Mm. It's like, they're really terrifying. Cool, like they're, they're really you're yeah, really pleasurable and fun to watch, but when you really think about it, you would not ever want to know
1: them. Oh, and they're so well styled. oh well, Absolutely. You know, they're, like they're
2: super creepy. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm. Um, except apparently their choice of cologne is quite bad. Oh you know? yeah, that's right. Bond. Something smells like a rat. That's it. yeah uh, all right, well number two then. Random, my number two is Teehee.
1: Live and Let Die, boys. <laughs> hey,
0: eh? I'm not sure I can think of a henchman who seems to take such great pleasure in his job.
1: I knew you were going to do Teehee.
0: Did you, Nate? Did yeah. you yeah, really, yeah, Dabs? Yeah, yeah. Look, aside yeah, from... Yeah, you
2: s- were right about him. them all being physical for him. Mm. Except yeah. for Nicknack. <clears throat> but yes. even Nicknack, he's... Uh, but well, he's even throwing bottles kind of, at the end.
0: The, yeah, he doesn't muck around, old Nicknack. <laughs> Look, aside from, aside from Teehee's great charm and menacing presence... And great physical defect, the claw, mm-hmm. the claw hand, Teehee, of course, being one of many cyborgs that appear in the James uh, Bond movies. Yeah. Oh
1: no, he hasn't been softwareically upgraded. Yes. Yeah. You have to be <laughs> no. softwareically upgraded. How dare you.
0: He was the first villain for me that I saw, who I really believe... The first one you ever saw. He was the first villain... That I saw, wow! Where I believed, oh, <laughs> where I believed he had a life beyond the films, right? You know, I really felt that in his performance, in um, Julius Harris's performance, that there's a full life and past experience going on here, and it was really felt for me in the alligator sequence. ...there's just this quality to him that, even though he's this big, burly kind of muscle man, he's the heavy. Um, and the way he's styled in his funky suits and stuff like that, but he's just got this quality to him where he's like, oh, my God, you, you dig this, and you've done this before. Mm. And, I don't know, really stuck with me. Mm. And here's to the cyborgs. He number two.
2: He's not one, but here's to
1: He. Here's to Teehee. He's yes. True Blue.
0: <laughs>
1: well, my number two... Dr.
0: Kaufman. Oh!
1: oh.
0: From wow! Tomorrow.
1: <laughs> From Tomorrow Never Dies. <laughs> <laughs>
0: My goodness me! By
1: Mr. Vincent Ciavelli. Yes. Drop your gun and kick it toward me. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is the closest we get in the James Bond films to a Coen Brothers henchman. Oh, yeah. I think he's perfectly star... And uh, you know, As you know, dear listeners, I'm a Coen Brothers tragic. Mm. I think this guy steps straight out of something like Hail Caesar or the man who wasn't there and into yeah, this yeah, movie yeah totally um I think he's perfectly styled the leather gloves the moustache the suit I know immediately who this man is and what he represents he's in one scene but I just I know him I know exactly who he is um He's an outstanding pistol marksman, as he tells us, <laughs> and I certainly take his word for it. The scene in which yeah, well done. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the scene in which he appears is very suspenseful too. I think it's the high point of Tomorrow Never Dies. Oh, Dives. absolutely, yeah, yeah. good um, tension, really, and well, it's I mean. made more so by the intercut shots of the other henchmen trying to break into Bond's BMW. This kind of bigger picture is painted, even though we're only in this scene for a small time. I find that it blows it out a little bit and adds even a little bit more menace to Dr Kaufman's presence. Mm. It's actually... It's, it is a high point of that film. Uh, I think he's a classic Fleming villain, having done a bit of reading on... A bit of Fleming reading. Oh, yeah. And I want to see his own spin-off. You know? <laughs> Especially with the line, he goes, ''My art is in great demand, Mr Bond.'' I go all over the world I'm especially good at the celebrity overdose I think he's just so yeah. there's so much history that's presented there The full life yeah. and the way he gets cranky with Stamper for yelling in his ear as well stop
2: shouting in my ear
1: oh
0: Stamper
1: <laughs> you know he's so musical and playful yeah. And yeah. yeah I would just love to see a whole movie about Dr Kaufman let's make it so alright
2: yeah he was he was knocking on if I'd done what Jake did and given you know a, bloody essay on what my honorable mentions were yeah, come yeah, on yeah. he was he was not well he didn't get to do a fact check this week so. no that's true he was knocking on the door but he he, he is definitely uh he he was very very close but Winton yeah. kid just scratched him out i he his because his he is death, an he is he's an oddball, he is, he's well. an oddball yeah. campy kind of mm. um uh villain and but his death is like i think that's that's just one of the great classic moments in... But it's I'm just Bro- a professional doing a job! job. Yeah. Yeah. yeah! One yes. of, Brosnan. don't, don't. One of on. Brosnan's best moments. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. That's as close and as he gets to the Dancer Smith and Wesson you've had your Well, it feels very...
1: It, it, you know, further to the point that it makes that kind of feel like a Fleming moment, that scene.
2: Yeah, very true, yeah, you know? yeah. It's a shame that, that there's not more of that in that film. Yeah.
1: That really... Uh, if they dosed up on the Dr Kaufman scenes... Oh yeah. <laughs> Flesh that out a bit, you need a good Kaufman.
2: movie. Need a more Kaufman. More Kaufman. <laughs> uh, is it my go? It it's is your, your go. Oh, well my number two. Take the toilet paper. Uh, is is the first lady of Femme Fatales.
0: <gasps> oh.
2: And this time the pleasure is all hers. <laughs> It's Mizenya Onatop, oh, on played yeah, by yeah, yeah. Famke Janssen in GoldenEye. Oh, wow. I, I, I love her. I mean, you you talked about her at length earlier. I agree with you 100%. Uh, she is... I mean, v- Fiona Volpe really crafted and created that femme fatale type. I think Famke Janssen perfected it. Mm-hmm. We've not gotten anywhere near a character... You know, a female henchman character like that. In mm-hmm. fact, we've had very few female henchmen actually in the series, but she is tip-top number one. Uh, she's sexy, Good on your mum, and then mm-hmm. very, very, uh, very, very scary. Mm-hmm. Um, she's deranged. The, the thing is, is that that character could be so cringeworthy. It could be so over the top and so kind of poorly handled and a bit too sexually kind of uh, objectified. But there's something in the way that not only, you know, the writers handle her and Campbell handles her, but the way that Fabke Janssen just throws everything behind that performance, Mm. I never once doubt her. Mm. She even makes silly lines like, I had to hyperventilate someone.
1: Yeah. yeah, I'm just like oh yes she's yes at, yeah, nails yeah, yeah. The, the Russian accent absolutely as well.
2: and her, she's got a fantastic death yes a yeah. really really great death and I think it's probably one of uh, one of Brosnan's best kind of like one-liners uh-huh. uh, which is the she always did enjoy a good squeeze <laughs> I just think it's a great payoff for a wonderfully kind of constructed uh, henchman and also her scene where she meets bond in the ferrari is fantastic a, i'm gonna say it just brilliant but i think actually the scene that sums up zendia the best for me mm. is the scene uh, at the baccarat table oh where yeah, she, yeah where yeah. she loses well, that's and very James bond. it's just great the kind mm. of the the, uh, the the back and forth between her and and bond you know, oh, well, this one, you know, this one's an admiral. You know, it's this yeah, kind yeah, of like, yeah, yeah. oh, she's got his number. Mm. It's, she's something special. Oh, yeah. And I wish we could get more, more henchmen like that. Yeah.
0: Mm. I reckon we will.
2: I hope so. Mm. I really hope so. Mm. Well, gentlemen, it's time <sighs> for the number ones.
0: It's the final round. It sure, bloody is. <laughs> My number one. Pew, <laughs> pew, My <laughs> official Trayvon number one henchman. beard <laughs> Who is it? You tell me. No, uh, well, I've already done my preconceived notion. Well, but
1: we, we can rethink it now. All right, he's number one. So
2: he's gone through. He's gone neck cross.
1: Yep. knack. Yep. Jaws. Yep. Tehe. So classics. What has Jake spoken about? Rack your brain. It's got to be Xenia. It's got to be She's Xenia. Not there. It's got to be Zenia. She's not there. He'd it be. He'd be. be crazy. He'd be crazy because he's. He'd be crazy. He's, he's populist.
2: But also he has a strong connection to Oh, it could be. Did he like Mayday? Because that's another iconic, big, big iconic
1: female... I'm going to say it's Mayday. I think he's gone Mayday. From from A View to a Kill. A View to a Kill. No, I don't think he's gone Mayday. He didn't really speak much about her performance afterwards. Yeah, but it's iconic and populism... Courses through his veins. And
2: the 80s also. He's yes, got a weird 80s obsession. 80s. And she's an 80s... Right. Well, uh, I'm going to say Xenia.
0: You'll go Xenia? Yeah. I'll go Mayday. Oh, the field split. It is. At the top of my list is Xenia on a top. Ah, there you are. Couldn't be anyone else. Could not be anyone else. She's been spoken about a lot this evening. But gents, she's the greatest henchman of all time. She's stunning. She's terrifying, <laughs> she's physically capable, uh, she manages to get so much pleasure from other people's pain, it's truly disturbing. It's like she's charging on it. It, it is, it's <laughs> almost like she's sucking the lifeblood yeah, out Yeah, she's, she's like victim. a spider. Yeah. It's like a spider, she's yeah. a nightmare
1: creature. She is, and isn't her costuming in one point, she's got this really kind of long... Yes, the corset. The corset with a yes. thorax. Uh, when Something. she does the, uh, she puts,
2: "Hey, boys, a little present from blah blah blah." Yeah. It's like, yeah, she looks like a black widow spider. And even Amazing. the even
0: the the thing at the at the poker table there when we first meet her, the collar that she's got, it kind she's of got got like these, like, on. It is yeah. a bit arachnid kind yeah, of, yeah, yeah. yeah very yeah, true. Yeah. Mm. but I mean, you spoke about it, Brandon. You know that scene at the poker table is just absolutely fabulous. Baccarat. Ah, oh, yes. Sorry, baccarat table. Very Casino Royale. Very Fleming and her class it's class they've got to be able to match bond physically but also in this kind of uh, decorum and yes. you know class. they know them they've got the same level of manners and wit they're, and the repartee as, suave as yeah, her. yeah 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 i love that about her and you, dabs you're right you, i really get the sense that she could actually take down bond yeah that fight they have in the, the public the, the baths yeah. the public baths there Oh man, she's she's frightening, and there's a, there's a few looks I think from Brosnan where it's like, holy shit! What the hell she's, is going on? I'm here. Like, yeah, yeah, what? This is not good. And it's an iconic death. the the, the little quip is it's it, great. It's so good.
2: This time, Mister Bond, the pleasure will be all mine, and she licks up oh, his face yes. and just
0: squeezes him. God. oh my god but it is her sense of ownership of that role too I think funke Jensen is the Jensen. the answer. all right I knew it was bad as soon as I said it Alright, well. but her her ownership of it I think you're right in terms of it could have gone really badly in terms of cringe and and all this stuff but she just throws absolutely everything at the performance, and she's the best in the world. <laughs> so I won't hear another word about it. All right. Fair enough. It's my number one.
2: Well, Mr. Derby Deck, well, who is you your... You tell me. ...number one? Now... Mmm. See, there was a big part of me thinking you would pick a, a Dalton uh, person as your henchman, but you've exhausted that list now, because Necros, Necros was five. Yep. And all the license to kill boys were your honourables. hmm So you've gone Necros, Xenia, Winton
0: Kidd, and Dr. Kaufman. These are really big curveballs for me. I didn't see this coming. And uh, yeah. one thing that I'd like to note, when he was talking about Necros, yes. he seemed to say Better than Red Grant. Necros nailed the whole Red Grant. Yeah, so it
2: can't be Red Grant who which was my preconceived notion. Yeah. So what what kind of binds these what are the tires that bind oh these people. So we have Necros and Zenya. they're and very uh, physical. Yeah. Crafty though. Yeah. Winton Kidd, very
0: crafty. Yeah. Kaufman, very crafty. None of them are like brutes. No. We haven't really had a brute yet. We've had very physical Necros is a bit of a brute. He is a bit of a brute. A little, yeah he'd probably be the brutish of the, the most more, yeah. brutable one. They get, whoa, whoa, whoa,
2: whoa. they get less brutal They get less brutable as, the <laughs> as they go on. <laughs> yes, yeah, so and you've got Michael these breaks.
0: campy kind of you know oddball. Yeah, gun. there is a bit of camp there too. Mm-hmm. Very true. Mm-hmm. So he hasn't had which quite was, a lot of camp. Which actually. was my preconceived notion. They weren't going to be too much fun. They were going to be really yeah. serious and grounded. It can't be Odd Job. No, it won't be. It can't be Jaws.
2: No. Uh, it can't be Mayday. Because no, when I mentioned no. Mayday earlier, he was like, what? Who? Uh, he scoffed at
0: it. That doesn't even yeah. remember it.
2: So it won't be Nick Nack. It's not Gabinda. It won't be Gabinda. Oh, God. I really thought it was going to be Red Grant. So did I. Do or you... or a, a, um
1: adult a Knight.
0: Well, he's already well, he's said. it adult night? Well, see, this is the thing. Because no, he... they're all gone.
1: No, they are. Yeah. I mean, an honourable mention to License to Kill as a whole. Oh, yeah, which now is, he's gonna bloody. Oh, that's crossing them up. Ah, see, he's a dirty that's, devil. To you named fiddle. all of them. That's why I said the film. No,
2: no, they can't be in your yeah. honourable mention. And so hang on. Which one didn't he mention then in License to Kill? So he mentioned Dario.
0: Yeah.
1: He
2: mentioned Joe Butcher.
0: Yeah.
1: He mentioned Milton Crest. Yeah. I, I think I mentioned them all just as a. This is why I mentioned License right, to Kill. I think it's someone, okay, so it's someone
2: from License to Kill then. It's Milton
1: Crest. Yeah, it's Milton Crest. It it's Milton Crest.
0: Yeah, it's it's <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's a dirty, he's a dirty devil. devil. Scott nailed it in the fan <laughs> mail. We've known it all along. <laughs> Darby Deck, ladies and gentlemen, the dirty devil himself. He's number one. Milton Crest. Tell <laughs> Milton us about him. Crest. Well,
1: I think that he is the most deeply defined Bond henchman out of the lot of them. I think... Um, the fact that he stands out amongst such a strong rogues gallery as well is what made me put him at number one and and know I was doing the right thing because I looked at Licence to Kill and I went they did the villains right and then I went there's something about Milton especially Mm -hmm. and he just stuck to me and I kept thinking about him and he was he started at number four and then he went number three and then he went number two and I was like you know what this guy's my favourite I think he's yeah, he's got, you know, the wave crest. He's got mm. the Ocean Exotica warehouse. He's mm. got that amazing amazing death scene in the decompression oh, chamber. Oh, God. On top of that, you have this kind of a complex attention to detail on behalf of the actor, like the the scene where he's playing drunk. Yeah. You know, and yes. coveting yes. uh, Lupe aboard the wave crest. I think this is top-tier Bond shit. He makes license to kill a good film without him... I don't think you've got quite as good a movie again.
2: Oh, without Francis Sanchez?
1: I think it's still interesting, but there's just that that extra layer that I think Milton gives to it. He brings to it, yeah. Extra layer of reality. He makes it all feel real, I think. Very tragic, too. Very tragic. tragic uh, I don't think there's another henchman that's... No. And the funny thing is about Milton is I think about him and I feel like I watch a whole movie. Yeah, he's got a real... He's got arc, a arc. He's got actually. a real arc and a real presence in that film. Yeah. That he powerful. goes somewhere. Yeah, he go with him on that. And he's he's not a henchman, but he is a henchman. You know, he's he's his own man mm. who yeah. happens to be working with his own interests, and he's helping out Sanchez. Yeah, you know. But he's but he's
0: also yeah. It's I just think he's perfect. I mm. think he is. That's mm. a real. That's a shocker at the go. top there. Didn't see that coming mm. at not all. At all. But makes a lot of sense. It now does. There.
2: All right. Well then. What's what's my number one? So let me run you through oh, we've Kinks, it. We've gone Kinks, we've gone Knickknack, we've gone Winton Kid, and we've gone Zenia on top. See, he's a bit populist. Yeah, he he's gives a, me hard time. He's, he's, he's a bit populist, Mr.
0: Himself.
1: King populist. Mm, excuse me. Well, Kinks? look, I still think my preconceived notion of a a Casino Royale henchman is correct, and I think yours. You had the same preconceived notion, did you not?
0: I don't know, because I think I. I, uh, I don't know whether I agreed with you uh, to begin with. Well, do you agree but, with him now? Mr. White is a henchman. But then you had a pretty good argument.
1: Well, I think Brendan would really like Molaka. But I don't think he could put him at number one in his list.
0: That's Mr. White.
1: I think it's Mr. White. Yeah. I mean...
0: Does Mr. White give us enough? Do you in, reckon he gives in Brandon the first enough? Two,
1: in the first two he does. Yeah. He's not in Casino Royale much, but he's a really cool presence in Casino Royale and he's got that amazing scene at the end yeah. as well. And then he's an interesting character in Quantum of Solace and he's got the great scene at the opera and this great uh, intelligence that starts to build... Around his character, yeah, I don't think he really likes what what they necessarily do with him, Inspector. Mm. But I still think he likes the fact that Mister White is in that, and he sees another side of him. So I, th- I don't know. I think it's going to be Mister White, not for one film, but for
0: oh, for his entire for journey. His entire journey. It's his. I mean, look, mm. Casino's his favorite film. I don't think he can look past it. I mm. think you might be right.
2: Well, old boy, <laughs> my favorite, number one all time henchman lad. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is Mr. Red Grant oh! from Russia with Love oh! by Robert Shaw? I think he is perfection. Oh! <laughs> I think he's perfection. Wow. He is—he uh, is Bond on the wrong side of the tracks, Bizarro Bond, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think his scenes opposite Bond on the Orient Express are just like, oh he God, uh, just, I just—I adore it. I think he's got a great fight on that train. I think maybe Hinks beats him out just.
1: In terms of the train, in fight.
2: terms of the train fight, <laughs> but there's some I cannot get Red Grant out of my head. Um, he's why Necros didn't really make it up there because Necros is definitely reaching for that Red Grant kind of you know. They're, they're, yeah. It's part of a lineage more, yeah, more than yeah. anything. Stamper as well, but Stamper's down the bottom. Yeah, for me Bjorn. Bjorn, yes, he's up very there. true. Down the bottom. Um, <laughs> 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 no, I think I think Robert Shaw's really really superb in this Um, there's you know I don't know there's something about him too that I think there's something I like in Red Grant that I like about Daniel Craig's performance as Bond Mm. there's there's this kind of they speak to each other yeah I, I really get a sense when I watch the Red Grant character in From Russia With Love that this is his job and that he is actually very good at it. Yep. That he's a very good assassin and that this isn't the first time he's been sent out to kill someone. But it just so happens that this time it's up, he's up against James Bond and Bond gets him, mm-hmm. you know. It, there's just classic moments with him. I think he's he's charming, he's handsome, he's terrifying. The way he stalks Bond for mm. pretty much you know an hour and a half of the film, and yeah. it's only and in he the final. Speak. Yeah. And he doesn't speak for bloody mm. any of it until mm. he's donning the fake accent and pretending mm. to be you know Bond's contact. Now I just love that the whole the jig is up over something as simple as an Englishman would know not to order. Uh, red wine with fish, yeah, yeah, and yeah. for right. me that's just like, oh, that's everything I want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, fair enough, makes sense. It, yes, it but uh, sense. and I will say, just on your preconceived notions, I consider, and I think I've said this on the podcast. Oh yeah, I consider Mister White to be a villain. Oh, uh-huh. oh. No, no, no I'm I see him. I, I see him that. as uh, they should. He should have been black. He's a henchman. He should You
1: would
2: say. Oh no, I see him more as villain because I see him in that. Um, like how uh Blofeld is in From Russia. A bit where he's separate. he's kind of yeah, separate Doing from his own to, willing and dealing. He, yes, yeah. Mm. He gets mm. close to being a henchman though when, when Bond captures him. Mm. But I think the way they deal with it look, I I, I do agree though, I uh, don't think that they followed through very well with the Mr. White character, <laughs> right, but not for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Calculated, tabulated, fabulated. Ooh. And it's fabulous. <laughs> uh, coming in at number 10, with one Ten? one point. Oh, yes. Tinks.
0: Ah, oh, wow. he's on the board.
2: He's in mm-hmm. top 10. Trade Beyond official top 10. Top 10. Uh, number nine, with mm. two points, Necros. Hey, uh. Good to see. Number eight, yeah. Mr. Populist over here. Yeah. Jaws. Hey! Three points. Oh, it yes, has to be bloody jaws. Three points on Jaws. So from eighth place we jump up. It's a three-way tie. So on fifth, tied fifth, this is how ties work, Jake. Ah. We have Teehee, Dr. Kaufman, and Knickknack. Oh, Dr. Kaufman. Oh, on four. <laughs> so they're out in our top
0: five. Oh, good to see.
2: Tied third spot. Oh, it's a close race. Is Red Grant and Milton Crest.
0: Yeah. got five points.
2: Worthy. Very worthy. Number two is Mr. Winton, Mr. Kidd. Yes. The, with six points. And of course, Runaway, the only person who featured on, on all three lists, she's on the top of the list. She's on the top of the list. <laughs> with 11 points. So number uh. one, Zenya on the top, number one best bad hench person for forever. Trey Bond official. Bond
1: official. That
2: is the thoughts and opinions of Trey Bond. That's right. It is.
0: Oh my God! It
2: is well, gentlemen. It's not another list next week. Oh, no, 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 no. We will be grabbing another book off
1: the bookshelf. Yep, another Fleming title. We should all be a part way into it by now. Yes, Jake. Jake? Yes,
0: we should. <laughs> he hasn't started. He hasn't
1: started. Well,
0: you, not that you know of.
1: <laughs> We're going to probably do this. What? What? You've got like five days to read the whole book now. You watch this. I will watch this. <laughs> I'll
2: watch this face. Well, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be talking to you again in another week, week's time, on this podcast, the Trey Bond podcast. That's That's this this, one. That's this one. And we'll be discussing 1954's Live and Let Die, the novel by Ian Fleming.
0: Ah,
2: Ah. Ah. Ah.